Amen, amen. Don't raise your hands, but how many knew all ten? Amen. I don't want to embarrass nobody tonight, amen. But if you didn't know all ten, we got we to gotta get back to the basics, amen. And I just want to just say hey to everybody out there that's online, and thank you guys for joining us tonight, and I pray that you get something out of this message tonight, amen. Listen, we live in a, in a world right now where God is not even close to number one. We live in a world where we're trying to do everything we can to get rid of God. And anything that offends us, we, we want to get rid of it in these last days. Amen? But we got to get back to the basics. Anybody play sports in here? I know I, I, I like to talk about sports because it's something I played growing up and, and sports teaches you different things. And, and a lot of times I see when I try to teach kids the, the basics, how many know Steph Curry messed the game up? So you're trying to teach kids the basics, how to make a regular layup or how to just make a shot up close and they want to step all the way back to the three-point line just to make a, make a shot because they've seen him do it, and that's what they want to do, and they don't understand that you have to, to, to do the small things first and build up to getting to be able to shoot out that far. Amen? And the same thing happen in the, happens in the kingdom of God. We see people, and we're like, man, that, that person is awesome, and we want what they have, but we don't want to put in the sacrifice that they put in to get to where they are. And so when you think about the, the, the kingdom of God and all that God was saying, that was a, a, an amazing lead in talking about Achan and how what he did didn't just affect him. And what you guys do on a daily basis don't just affect you. And then, he, and then uh, Joe says, um, we got to win souls because we're, at, we're in the last days and we got to win souls. And I want to ask the question, how many, how many want to be wise tonight? Amen. The Bible says that he who wins souls is wise. Amen. And we got to be wise. We got to understand that we can't think about ourselves anymore. Amen. We got to think about those people around us that are going to hell every day. Did you know 150,000 people are going or are, are dying every day? 150,000. And that was a poll done years ago. I'm sure it's more right now. More people going dying every day. But we got to get to the place to where we care about them that we love them, that we love them so much that we'll tell them about Jesus even though they don't want to hear it. Amen? And, and that requires being bold. That requires knowing what you believe. Because a lot of people, they coming to church is amazing. Please keep, continue to come to church. But make sure that you come to church with a purpose. Because how many know nobody's going to get to heaven on accident? I, I was battling between two messages this week. 
One was on purpose, and this one, getting back to the basics, just teaching those basic things. And so I'll begin to think about what we do that's on purpose. Listen, we get to heaven on purpose. We go to hell on purpose. But we don't like to talk about hell. We just like to talk about how loving God is, how amazing God is, how caring God is. But we forget to mention how just God is. And God is just. And the reason he's just is because we, don't want, we can't come before him and say, Lord, you know what? I, listen, I had a tough life. And, and because of my tough life, I think I should get a pass. Right? But not knowing the, the, the gospel, not knowing the law, not knowing the things of God is not an excuse. I'll tell a quick story of one night I just, I just bought a car, just bought my first new car. And, and it was a Chrysler 300 and I was driving and I went out to the bar. Got extra drunk for no reason. Was driving and I remember making a right turn. And I, I think I made the right turn pretty nicely. But the police pulled me over. And only by the grace of God did I not go to jail that night. But he said, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, no, sir. And he said, you, you, you pulled out into the second lane when you turned right. And I looked at him and I said, is that a law? He said, yeah. When you, put, when you make a right turn, you have to turn into the first lane. And I said, I didn't know that. And he said, most people don't. And, and so he began to take my license, run my everything, and everything came back. And he said, where are you going? I said, home. And he said, okay, well, you make sure you go right home. And, I, and how many know when he... When he took my license, we say that, Matt, that prayer. Anybody know that prayer I'm talking about? Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise I won't do anything else. I'll go to church because I knew. And how many know I did that for a day? I didn't, I didn't drink that next day and I was an alcoholic. I drank every day, but that next day I didn't drink and I didn't go out. But then the next day came after that one. And somebody had invited me out. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go out, but I'm not going to drink. And so I went out and I had a guy put, a, put some water in my cup. And so I drank the water and it went by real fast. And so I had to find another way to look like I was drinking, but I wasn't drinking. And so I got a bottle and before you know it, I was drunk again. We do the same thing with God. We play these games and we say, God, you know what? God, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. And we hear messages every Wednesday and Sunday get touched to the heart. And we go and we say, you know what, God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go share my faith. I'm going to go witness. I'm going to go do all that. We take all the Jesus cards. And how many know the Jesus cards probably still sitting in our car? Waiting for somebody to, 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 to hear the message. And we look at this card. One of those cards saved my life. 
because she gave it to me. She didn't explain it to me, but she gave it to me. And I took the time to look at it and, and read it, and I didn't know what was what. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, I ended up coming to church, and most people know my story, but, but it started with, with that card. And most of you guys should have a card next to you. And if you don't have one, please, when we get finished with this message, there are cards out here. Take one and give it to somebody because it's important. There is somebody out there who is on their way to hell. And they need one of those cards. Amen. They need somebody to come and say, hey, come to church with me. Why don't you invite your family to church and y'all come to church with me? But how many know people in the world, they want to know why. And, and so we begin to, to, to think about these things like, God, what can I do to win souls? I hear these messages all the time and they touch me and I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. Lord, what can I do? And he said, read my word and I'm going to show you exactly what to do. I'm going to show you what to do. Let's look at Romans chapter 1. Starting in verse 16, many know this verse, but they don't read the ones after it. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greek. For it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, and it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from the heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. How many know that was me? That, well, that was me for a while. I knew the truth, but I didn't want anything to do with it. And so I found every opportunity to do the stupidest stuff that I could so that I didn't have to think about what God was really trying to tell me from what my grandma, when she drugged me to church all those years, was trying to show me. I, I try to suppress the truth through unrighteousness. Verse 19, because what, we may, what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his, invi his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made and even his eternal power in Godhead and so that they were without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. They did not glorify him. See, that's why when we come to church, we got to make sure that we're praising the Lord. Amen. We got to make sure that we're lifting him up. Even at home, we got to make sure that we are glorifying him. We got to make sure that we know that he's the king of all kings. Amen. That he's the Lord of lords. Amen. Too many times we don't give God. Amen. We don't give God his just due. And then it says that they were thankful, that they wasn't thankful. We got to be thankful. I teach my kids every day, hey, you got to wake up. And if you don't do nothing else, you got to say thank you. 
There's nothing worse than a kid that you give, some, give them something and they just walk away. You just want to kick them in the back, right? And take your stuff back. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. But listen, we got to get to that place, amen, where we, when somebody give us something, we say thank you. And God give us life every day that we wake up and we should at least say thank you. Amen? Professing to be wise, they become fools. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man and birds and four-legged animals and creeping things. Anybody see that in those, in those commandments? Number two, amen. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts and dishonor the, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even the women, even their women exchanged the natural use for what it was against nature. Likewise, also men, leaving the natural use of women, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing their shameful and receiving into themselves, in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind and to those things which are not fitting. Being filled with all, listen to this, pay attention. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, malice, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness, they are whispers. They are whispers. Anybody ever had somebody, you're in a room and you see two people whispering and looking at you? Do it make you feel some type of way? These are the things that go on in churches. Ooh. And, no one, and, and, and there are people who just let it go on and don't say anything about it. There are gossiping that goes on, all different kind of things that go on, and we just let it go on. But listen, if these things are in the churches, we got to do something. Amen? We can't sit back and allow these things to take place. Somebody got to call somebody out. Amen? Amen? Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. Let's skip over that one. This, no, I'm just kidding. Disobedient to parents. Did it give an age? It didn't give an age. It didn't say teenagers. It said disobedient to parents. We got to make sure number five, that commandment, the fifth commandment, we got to make sure that we honor our father and mother. It didn't say if they're a good parent either. I don't know. It don't say that. It doesn't say if they're a good parent, then you honor them. No, it says you honor them. Amen. We got to get to the place to where we do what the Bible. That's what we do a lot of times. We do what, the, what we think the Bible should say. Amen. Verse 31. Let's move on. Undiscerning. Untrustworthy. Unloving. Unforgiving. 
unmerciful. Unforgiving and unmerciful cannot take place in a church. One, unforgiveness will send you to hell. Amen? And unmerciful. And then it says, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Lord Jesus, I just pray for the next few minutes, Lord, that you just speak to us, Lord, in this place. And Lord, I just pray that you just take over this service, Lord, take over our minds, Lord Jesus, and allow us to, to focus on the things of God, Lord. And I just pray that you just allow me to speak the words that you have given me, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for what you're about to do, Lord, in the lives that are going to be changed tonight. Lord, I love you. I give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. How many want to win souls? How many want to know how to win souls? God gave us a, a, a awesome, an awesome book. He gave us plenty of verses on how to win souls. But we got to go to the Bible and search for them. Amen? When you think about salvation, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. What we do is, is we put, put things off until later, right? We put them off until later, and before you know it, that time has come, and then it's like, man, I should have I done that earlier, right? That, that's been my whole walk. Like, God, why, why couldn't I have done that earlier in my life? said because I know what I'm doing and you hard headed <laughs> right but too many times we put that on other people but let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 starting in verse 1 through 4 it says moreover brethren I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you which also you receive and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast the word, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I deliver to you first of all that which I also receive, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. And that he was buried and he rose again the third day. Listen to these words. According to the scripture. According to the scripture. That's very key. Because too many times what we do is we say, oh, my pastor said, all you got to do is come to church. What? Coming to church will do nothing but make you religious. If you don't do the other things that come with it. And so when you come to church, you got to say, what, what can I learn today? God, what can you show me that I can take from this service and go out and do something for you? Amen. That should be our attitude. That's, that's what this prayer room should be for. God, what can I get out of this service that I can take out of this place and go win a soul? That should be our heart. Why? Because that was Jesus' heart. That was the last thing he told us before he left. 
He said, go into the world and, and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say, go to church and make sure you get there every Sunday and Wednesday. Even though those things are important, we got to know how to win souls. Amen. And when you think about winning souls, if you're taking notes, you can write A, B, C. For me, it made it easy. I learned this way and it, and it made it easy for me. Amen. How many know ABC is real easy? Anybody struggle with ABC? See, we doing good already. We know how ABC, we started off. But how many know there's D, E, F, G, all the rest of those things, amen? But we gotta start somewhere, right? And so when you think about the gospel, what Paul said, he said, the gospel which I preach. Listen, God, he was showing us that, hey, Jesus came down from heaven. He died on a cross for us. He was buried in a tomb. He rose again for us. Amen. And that's the good news that we have to share with those people that are out there. But what we do is we say, man, I'm saved, so I'm good. Instead, we should say, you know what, I got to go win a soul. So how do I do that? And if you go to somebody and you say, man, you need to be saved. <laughs> the world, or they're going to tell you to get out, of, get out of my face. What are you talking about? What do I need to be saved from? Amen. How many know we got to know what we need to be saved from? Amen. We got to be able to share with them what they need to be saved from. If I say you need to be saved. And you say, what does that mean? Listen, Romans 3.10. When you think about the ABCs right before we read this verse, God said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, he said, you should become like little children before you enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. When you become like children, if you don't become like little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And so how many know ABCs is the beginning part, amen? It's where you start. It's where you say, you know what, man, that's good, amen? And, and you start with the A, and that's admit. So the first thing you have to do is you have to admit that you're a sinner. And how many know that's the toughest part? in anything the toughest part is to admit when you when you're in a, a fight with your spouse the hardest thing to do is admit that you was wrong right but that's the first step of getting past getting it resolved amen is saying hey you know what i was wrong and that's not just for us fellas amen amen even though we do have to learn how to put our pride to the side and say, you know what? I got to get past this. Even though you was wrong, I was wrong. <laughs> Amen? Or you can be right. Right? How many know when you try to be right, chances are you're going to be wrong anyways. Amen? <laughs> but we got to get to the point of, of the A. We got to get the world to understand that they're a sinner just like we're sinners, right? Are there anybody who's not a sinner? Let me ask that question. Anybody? Amen. We're all sinners. And you think about those, that, that video that I showed. I showed that for a reason. 
I didn't show that just so you could learn the Ten Commandments, even though we all should know the Ten Commandments, right? Because how are you going to live by something you don't know? Because Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so when you think about the aid in the admit, you think about the, the, the commandments of have you lied before? If you ask somebody in the world, have they told a lie? What's going to be the answer? Yes. Right. And if they say no, then you say you just committed one right then. Right. We got to get to the place to where we can show the world, where we can show our friends. That don't know Jesus, that they're a sinner. Just like we are. The only difference is we took the gift. Amen. That's the only difference. We're all sinners, but we accepted the gift. Amen. And so when you think about Romans 3 verse 10, it says, for it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. In verse 12 says the same thing. It says they have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Amen. And you can show the world that there is no good people. According to the Bible. Amen. Because how many know the world says, hey, if I help old lady across the street or if I help somebody across the street or do something good for somebody, I'm a good person. There are religions that teach if you do more good than bad, you're on your way to heaven. Right. But how sad would that be if you stood before God and he said, man, you did 99 good and 100 bad. That, that would stink, wouldn't it? But it's important for us to know what we know in these last days. Listen, more than ever before, we have to know what we believe. And the only way we're going to know what we believe is to get into the word. Amen. To know what the Bible says. And that's why Paul said, according to the scripture. He didn't say what I think it should be. He said, according to the scripture. And that should be the way that we talk to the world. Amen. That should be the way that we speak when we're talking to somebody trying to win a soul. It should be according to the Bible. There is nobody good. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In verse 20, verse 24 Verse 24, it says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God set forth the propitiation. That word tough, amen. By his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus see I for me that, that's a powerful scripture and when you think about the reason why that's a powerful scripture because we all messed up right but when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we follow him and we repent of our sins, it says the Bible says that we he passed over 
those sins. And how many, I don't know about y'all, but I've done a lot of sin that I need passing over. Amen? And so I'm thankful every day that God passed over those sins. Not because I was a good person, but because of what Jesus did on that cross. Amen? And I accepted that gift. And because I accepted that gift, I now don't have to worry about the things that, that I used to do. Amen? That's powerful to anybody else? Or is it just me? Amen? Because I know some of you guys' testimony, and man, if it wasn't for Jesus, we'd be out of there. Right? And so that's enough to be thankful, enough to say, Jesus, thank you for doing that. Let me read your word a little bit. Let me thank you by, let me, let me go share my faith. I know that's what you told me to do. Let me go share my faith with somebody because I'm thankful. Amen? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23. This is still part of A, admitting. Romans 6, 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. How many know those things that you used to do, you deserve death? But watch this. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen? That's the gift. Amen? That's the gift that everybody in this world can have. But what would accept it? I can hold it out here all day long. I did it when we was in Carrollton. I had a $20 bill and I preached this message. And I just held it out this whole time. And I just had it and I was like, and it's a free gift. It's a free gift. I walked around with it. It's a free gift. All you have to do is take it. All you have to do is come take this free gift. And I continue to do that. And towards the end of the service, they was looking around. Should I go take it? Should I go take it? We got to get to the place to where we come to Jesus. Too many times we're looking around to see who else want to come to Jesus. Because how sad would it have been if Jesus would have came back August 27th, 2012, the day before I gave my life to Christ? What if I would have died the day before I gave my life to Christ? Listen, we have to get to the place to where we stop looking around. And seeing who, who's gonna, who else is going to come to the altar with me. And say, you know what, I got to go get to the altar because I need Jesus. Because I need Jesus every service. That's why I'm, I got to get to the altar, amen. Whether anybody else go or not, I got to get to the altar. One, because I'm thankful. Two, is because I, I want to make sure that everything is, is, is spotless, amen. I want to be blameless before him, amen. How many know the good news that Jesus died for us? Amen. That he came to this earth and died for us. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. See, how many know this is what we can tell the world. You can't do enough good to get to heaven. You can't do enough good to get to heaven. It says, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen? Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Amen? 
How many know if you did something good and you was able to get to heaven, how many know you're going to tell that story in heaven? Right? I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to tell the story. Man, I, I helped this old lady. She was across the street, and she was about to trip, and I held her up. I broke my back, but it's okay because I made it to heaven. And so because I broke my back and saved that lady, I was able to make it to heaven. And I will share that story. But listen, who would get the glory in that story? Amen. And we got to get to the place to where Jesus is the only one who's getting glory for our testimony. Jesus is the only one getting glory for bringing us to Christ. Amen. And so when we get to that place, it's like, you know what? I got to I got to tell somebody about Jesus. I got to tell somebody about what he did for me. Amen. Be. Believe. You got to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. We got to believe that he came down from heaven, that he died on that cross, that he was buried in that tomb, that he rose again for you. Too many times we think that believe is that little wishful thing that we get to do. Man, I wish Jesus was this. I wish Jesus was that. But how many know if you wishing, it ain't going to work? But when you talk about believe, believe is an action. It's an action word. Because when you believe, then you believe what he said in his word. And when you believe what he said in his word, then you go do his word. But listen, you can't do it if you don't know what his word says. Amen. It's hard to do. And what we do is we just go by what somebody else says. And then before you know it, we're in trouble. And then we're like, man, listen, uh, he told me this was the right thing to do, but obviously it wasn't. Amen. I ain't going to say no names, but listen, we got to get to the place to where if the preacher preach a whole message and you don't turn to not one verse, something is wrong. Amen. We got to get to the place to where we are seeking the kingdom of God. We're seeking his word. Listen, we can't be three, four years in and still struggling with reading the Bible. We can't be four, five, six years in and still struggling with praying. I know this hurts. But listen, we got to get to that place of Jesus. I want to do something. What can I do? And then he going to say, Listen, I done told you what I want you to do. You got to get in my word, and I'm going to lead you in the right way. I'm going to lead you to the people. I'm going to lead you to those who need to know me. But you got to know what to say when it comes time to talk to them. Oh, the Bible says that he'll put a word in my mouth. If you don't got nothing for him to, for him to use, then how are you going to put something in your mouth? but it comes from speaking the word of God. Amen. John 3.16. This was the first verse my granny ever taught me. I've never forgot it. I tried to run away from it, but I never forgot it. says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. How many want everlasting life tonight? Amen? We got to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And if we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then we got to do what Jesus said, what he called us to do. Amen? And so what did Jesus call us to do? Win souls. He said that when you come before me, it's no longer about you. Why? Because you're going to do what I asked you to do. Hence the word Christian. Christ-like. To be like Christ. Does that mean do what Jesus did? Yes. Yes. To do what he did. And he gave us the perfect example. And he gave it to us in his word. Everything that he wants us to do, he gave it to us in his word. And not only that, he said that we will do greater things. How amazing is that? He said that we could do greater things, that we will do greater things. But it starts with winning souls. It starts with saying, you know what, Jesus, I need you more than ever. But listen, this is a, 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 one of those simple messages that we can take and say, you know what, let me go back and read these. And that's why it's so important to, to bring a Bible to church, to, to not only bring a Bible to church, but to bring a notebook, amen? We got to get a notebook to where we can say, you know what? I, I want to I go back and read these. Because I don't know, maybe you guys have amazing minds, I don't know. But for me, I can ask you your name, and then two steps later, I don't remember it. But if I, if I write your name down or something or we hang out together, then I can I remember your name. Amen? But it starts with doing something for God. Amen? And then Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. It says that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that he has raised him from the dead, you might be saved. That's not what it says. It says you will be saved, amen? But it starts with that belief part. We got to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, amen? And then in the first part of that, it goes on to, the, to, to just tells us that, that we can confess, amen? It jumped the gun in that verse. I always have beef with that verse. Like, why are you jumping the gun? But let's look at verse 10. It says, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth. We got to speak, amen? We can't sit back and say, you know what, I'm a shy person. I can't speak to people. We got to get to that place. As we look at C, we got to get to that place to where Jesus said that we are a new creation in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you 
to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that, that he finds acceptable. This is truly the way of worship. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person, changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. When we get to that C part, after we admitted that we're a sinner and we believe that Jesus came down and, and died on a cross and, and was buried in a tomb and he rose again for us, then we get to that last part of being transformed, being renewed, being that new person. We can't use the same old excuses that we used to use as that old person, amen? But we gotta get to the place in this last verse in Romans 10, 13. We got to call on the name of Jesus. See, call, or confess. We got to call on the name of Jesus. Amen. My dad took us on an airplane ride. The first one we had ever been to. And he said, if this plane go down right now, who you gonna call? First thing I say is, I'm gonna call my granny. He said, what is she gonna do? One of my other brothers said, I'm gonna call my mama. What is she gonna do? We gotta call on a name that's above every name. When we're living this life, we got to get this world to understand that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. There is no other way, the Bible says, to heaven except through him. But they're not going to know that if we don't tell them. We got to make sure that we are preaching the gospel, that we are sharing the gospel. Let us bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that this message has touched someone, that it has caused us to want to do something for you, Lord Jesus. Now that we realize, Lord, that we can have, a, have something that we can look upon in order to share our faith, to share what you have done for us tonight, Lord.
And maybe you're in this place tonight and, and maybe you've never done this. Maybe you've never admitted that you're a sinner and that you need a savior. But tonight I want to invite you to, to, to admit that you need Jesus in your life. Maybe you've never believed that Jesus is who he says he is. But I want to invite you tonight to, to know that Jesus is Lord. Maybe you've never called on the name of Jesus. I want to invite you to call on the name of Jesus tonight. Because you can be the best person in the world. Help out many people. Give to the poor. But if you've never called on the name of Jesus, the Bible says that you will spend eternity in hell. And so I want to ask all over this place, no looking around. If you died tonight, do you know where you would spend eternity? And if you can't say for sure, 100% that you would spend eternity with Jesus Christ, I want you to lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. I see your hand. I see your hands. I see your hands. Maybe you said that prayer at one point. Maybe you have given your life to Christ at one point. But the things of this world, your own desires have took you away from what Jesus did for you. But tonight you want to come back home. You want to rededicate your life back to the Lord. If that's you, just lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. Amen. I see your hand. I see your hand. Let us stand to our feet tonight. Listen, God is doing something in this place. There's a spirit of repentance in this place. Amen. Because we got to know that Jesus is, is coming back. And so if you raised your hand and you meant it, and you saying, you know what, today, Lord, is the day that I'm, I'm no longer messing around. I want to give my life to the Lord. If that was you and you raised your hand, I want you to come down to the altar. Amen. Let's give them a hand as they come down tonight. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There was many hands that went up. Amen. Yes, Lord.
I tell people all the time, this is, this is the best decision that you're ever gonna make. But it's also the hardest decision that you're ever gonna make because it's gonna be a daily choice to turn away from your flesh and say, you know what? Jesus is my Lord. And that's gonna to have to be something you do every day. And so if you guys will just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I'm tired of playing games. Jesus, I need you more than ever. Jesus, I believe that you came down from heaven, that you died on a cross, that you was buried in a tomb and you rose again on the third day for me. Thank you, Jesus. I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. Help me, Lord, to make a decision every day to live for you. Thank you, Jesus. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them some praise.